The future of this country has never been better. I wish the new administration great luck and great success. I think they'll have great success. They have the foundation to do something really spectacular. Before God and all of you, I give you my word. I will always level with you. I will defend the Constitution. I'll defend our democracy. I'll defend America. And I'll give all, all of you, keep everything you, I do in your service, thinking not of power, but of possibilities, not of personal interest, but the public good. And together, we shall write an American story of hope, not fear, of unity, not division, of light, not darkness, a story of decency and dignity, love and healing, greatness and goodness. May this be the story that guides us. Hey. It's Charlie, and you're listening to the Encouragers United Podcast. Believers in Christ Jesus are called to bring God's will and His kingdom to earth through our service, our unity, our respect, and our fellowship with our fellow men. As the recent inauguration of President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and the end of the term of former President Donald Trump clearly reveals, it appears we're living in days of great division. Political differences, economic differences, racial, cultural differences, and many other labels and hurdles that divide us as a society. And the church is not immune. We cannot expect the people in the systems of our society to work well when we, God's own people, refuse to work in alignment with His standards and expectations. In today's episode, I want to take some creative liberty to encourage us as Christians to take the lead in building a civil and peaceful camaraderie with those that we work with, those that we worship with, and especially those that we may disagree with. I want to cast a big vision for those of you in leadership, places of influence. What would it look like if, in spite of the differences, you sought to respectfully and gracefully solve problems together in unity with everyone? That is an extremely difficult path, but one that I believe would not only be the most effective for seeing God's glory and kingdom here on earth, but it would be the path that God himself commands of us. May God inspire us all with this episode of the Encouragers United Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining me again on the Encouragers United Podcast. You know, back as I think on my experience as a leader, um, have you ever had someone that uh, convicted you by telling you that you were better than that? I can remember being disciplined even as a high schooler or as a a college student, and someone would look at me and they would, you know, uh, take an inventory of the situation and they would say, you know what, Charlie, you're better than that. You're better than this. Um, That was probably the most convicting and disappointing statement that anyone could have said to me. Um, 
it did motivate me to do better because it was casting a vision of what this person of whom I probably esteemed uh, and respected that they believed I was better than what just happened. And I want to start with that thought because I want to talk to those of you that are Christians primarily. And I want to talk about difficulties when we disagree with people. I don't really want to come across like I'm coming down on anyone, but I really do want those of you who are Christians to hear me clearly. I think we're better than that. I think we're better than what we see in our leaders and especially those that are Christians. We're not getting along. We're not solving problems. We're not doing what God has called us to do. And so I think we're better than that. I have three main points that I would like to explain to you uh, and hopefully encourage you to make a, a very strong effort to be a leader in working with people that you might disagree with. You know, I started the, uh, the show with this contrast in our political landscape today, that this uh, nation may be more divided than it's ever been right down the middle, right? 50-50 as we watch these votes and the Senate and um, the election and how it all how it all came about, you know, and, and I'm not here to make a political statement. I'm not a very political person. Uh, we all have opinions. We all have a vote. Uh, and, and, and the Encouragers United podcast really isn't here to tell anyone how they should think or how they should, you know, uh, believe on these issues of politics or, um, you know, other other social uh, issues. I'm here to encourage us as Christians to be leaders in the area of decision making and reconciliation, um, because I believe God has uh, high hopes and he has a high calling for those of us who are Christians. Um, three main points that I want to make with some scripture to back it up. Uh, but all of this is rooted really in a sermon that I just recently heard. Our uh, My good friend and a mentor, Jim Bartholomew, at our at our, our church, Dayspring Christian Fellowship, he preached on 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 and then following. But uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 10 says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there would be no divisions among you, but that you would be perfectly united in mind and thought. That's a great statement. And it's really the Apostle Paul, obviously talking to the Corinthian church, but it's Apostle Paul talking to us today too, that as brothers and sisters in, in Jesus, uh, as Christians, that we would agree with one another in what we say and that there would be no divisions amongst us, uh, that we would be perfectly united in mind and thought. And that's extremely difficult to do, right? Later in scripture, uh, in the letter to the Galatians, uh, Paul is writing in chapter three, verse 28. He says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor, there is nor is there male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. So there's this idea that Christ transcends all of our dis differences. And the first point that I want to make to you that would compel us to be good leaders in reconciling and working with those that we may disagree with, especially in the in the body of Christ, is that it is the probably the most powerful statement about who we are as Christ followers that we can make in the world, 
right? It is the most powerful statement that we can make to everyone around us, right? In John 13, 35, um, we read, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Those are the words of Jesus, right? And he says, by this, our love for each other, everyone will know that you're my disciples. If you love one another, everyone will know. And so reconciling with each other as Christians and not having divisions is really a huge testimony to everyone around us. It is the living testimony that the Holy Spirit is present and that he's active in our life. And I'm not saying we just dismiss all of our differences that we that we may that we may disagree, but there's a way to disagree. There's a way uh, to have a difference with someone and there's a way to work it out that still retains that love for each other. I'm thinking of some political uh, history here. Um, I remember that John McCain and John Kerry, uh, two men who were very different in the way that they would uh, want to uh, to approach problems, but they were friends. They were colleagues. Uh, they were cordial and they supported each other. I remember uh, from my childhood, Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill, the Speaker of the, the House of Representatives and the President at the time, Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill, very different in the way that they would approach certain problems and their visions for uh, leadership in America were very different but they were friends. Uh, even on, the, uh, on the, the, the highest court, the Supreme Court of the United States, I, I, you can read stories of, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Antonin Scalia. You know, these two people having very different worldviews and different understandings of the law even, but they were friends, they were colleagues. And I just think that's a wonderful testimony and an example for us is that it is a very powerful statement when we can reconcile and have peace with someone that we absolutely vehemently disagree with on the issues. Can you imagine what it would look like if the world approached those differences uh, with grace and with respect and with a civility and a peace that it would transcend those problems and that we probably would get to the solutions that we all want in the long run? You know, point number two that I want to make is that God created diversity so that we would purposely see things differently. Don't dread the diversity that we have, right? I think in a certain way. You might think differently on a, on a certain issue. You see it differently because of your experiences, because of who you are and your mindset, um, because of your background, your race, your, um, your culture. The, these are all things that God created diversity right and so rather than dread the diversity and and sort of um you know fear it because we can't work things out because we see things so differently i what would it look like if we celebrated those differences i want you to listen to this passage here it's actually from the book of ephesians again i'm i'm kind of on a paul kick these days but the apostle paul writes to the ephesians it's four chapter 4 11 12 and 13 he says so christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. 
what a powerful passage. So Christ himself gave all of these five different gifts, right? These five different uh, giftednesses, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. You bet these people are going to see the issues differently within the body of Christ. They're all going to see issues differently. In fact, you want those voices at the table if you're trying to make a decision, right? Um, and it's all to equip the people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. You need a diverse voice at the table until we all reach unity and faith and the knowledge of Jesus and we become mature, looking more and more like Jesus all the time. We need that diversity. There's a great story about Abraham Lincoln, one of our wonderful, magnificent presidents who led through extremely, extremely divided times. Wouldn't you say the Civil War, right? Abraham Lincoln, upon winning his first term as president in a tremendously heated and close election, much like the one we probably just came through, immediately appointed several of his party, his political party's rivals to the key and the closest cabinet positions to him. He called it a, quote, team of rivals with malice toward none, end quote. Having as many perspectives as possible could be the best course of action in solving the most difficult problems that we face. And it may take patience. It's going to take grace, uh, peace, and determination. But I would rather have those solutions in the long run with everyone on board speaking their mind, right? Well, that's the second point. How about the third point? And the final point that I have for you is that Jesus Christ himself died to produce unity. Isn't that true? He died to produce unity between God and man, really, first and foremost. But he also died to produce peace and unity between people. His death and his love for us like I said before, it transcends any difference that we might have. You see, at the foot of the cross, we're all equals. Ephesians 2.14, another Paul uh, letter, it says, For he himself, speaking of Jesus, is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. And I believe this context first is, is between God and men, right? There was this chasm between God and man. And Jesus, who was both God and man, died on the cross. He is the peace that, that transcends that difference. He eliminated, he destroyed the barrier, the scripture says, this dividing wall of hostility. And so there is now peace among God and man. For those of us who believe in Jesus, have trusted him with our hearts and our lives, there is peace with God. But because of that peace, we now have peace with people. If we've truly wrestled with this truth in our own lives, we can see our differences much more clearly and without a personal pride or a personal defensiveness. We're all sinners and we're saved by the grace of God. If we come to the table with that in mind, how could, we, uh, be how could we be divided? The vision is to come to the table with the right perspective on ourselves and our fellow, our fellow workers, our fellow man. We roll up our sleeves and we patiently and we diligently get to work, right? Um, the last scripture I have for you, Psalm 133, 
verse one. It's a really short little verse, but it says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. And I'm I'm thinking this means just for Christians, right? God's people, those that believe in him, but God is the owner and the creator of all people and how good and pleasant it will be when all of God's people live together in unity. You don't want to cast a vision for you if you're a leader right now. And I'm thinking of perhaps a political leader, you know, a House of Representative uh, member, uh, a mayor, uh, a city council member, uh, a person who is a senator. I want you to think of these people. If you're one of those people, how powerful of a testimony would it be for you to reach across the aisle to your fellow Christians who are serving, perhaps, or if you're in a context where fellow Christians, uh, you're working side by side, there should be no division between you, no matter what the issues. God transcends those differences and he equips us with different, very diverse perspectives so that we can work together towards the most perfect solutions. You know, Friend, I want to inspire you that we need leadership right now in our country. We're facing very difficult things, both locally and nationally and even globally. And if we as Christian people would step across into that gap and say, and, and, and extend a hand to say, I am willing and ready to hear from those that I may disagree with, teach me. I'm willing and, and able to be humble. And I want to come to the table in unity for the reconciliation and the betterment of our entire world. What a powerful vision that would be. You know, I want to lift up a prayer that I've written here. Just as my thoughts are are going out to leaders and those that are, um, you know, dealing with all sorts of different things. Maybe, maybe your family's divided. Maybe your workplace is divided because of the stress of, of the economy or of, of political change or, or whatever it is that you're facing. Let me pray for us. If you would just bow and not if you're driving, of course, don't close your eyes, but just join me in praying to God this simple prayer. Thank you. God, we need you. Some days we feel broken and everything is uncertain. We're hurting over this and we're struggling, but we're more aware now than ever, now more than ever, that in our weaknesses, the forces of our enemy, he's constantly surrounding us. He's fighting to gain ground in our lives and divide our families, to divide our teams, our workplaces, and to divide our nation. We choose today to stand our ground and to say no more, no more fighting, no more backbiting. We ask for your help, God, to set aside our differences, to look to create a greater good, the cause of Jesus Christ. We ask that you would help us to be true, to truly live a life of love and of unity. We ask that you surround this country, cover us with your hand, with your leading and your guidance. We pray for our leaders, Lord. We pray for President Joe Biden. We pray for unity in our land that in spite of our differences, that we would be willing to stand strong together as Americans, as Christians, as human beings, to live out our days with compassion and with grace and with a forethought and a vision to prepare for the next generations to come. Remind us to be aware, to redeem the time that we have, 
to listen to your words and to be willing to make a difference in our world wherever we are. God, help us to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and help us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Give us courage to live this out. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks again so much for listening today. And just a quick review. To have unity with someone that we disagree with is a wonderful and tremendous witness to those who are watching us. You know, those in your workplace, your children, uh, those that you're mentoring, those that you're coaching. Uh, if you are the big person that can step across that aisle, that is a huge witness. Number two, God created the diversity. So the diversity is not the enemy. That person's uh, opposite, you know, opposing opinion is not the enemy. Uh, God created diversity so that we might solve problems in the best way possible. And so we need to embrace the diversity, listen carefully, seek to listen first and learn from that diversity. It's going to make both you and that person better. And then finally, Jesus died to produce unity. And so when we live in such a way as to seek unity, we live out his will for our life. You know, I really would love for you to share and leave a rating or even a review of this podcast. I want to hear from you. Um, I, you know, see, search us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, Encouragers United is a growing movement of positive-minded, enthusiastic people like you. Uh, share it with someone that you think could benefit. Uh, I want to make you aware also of the charlesrgrimes.com website uh, where I'm writing and I'm doing some blogging and uh, I do anything from product reviews to these types of musings and some teaching and some encouragement. Uh, you can also leave me a voice message on the website that I may feature in an upcoming episode. If you have a question, you have a comment, uh, I would love to hear from you. Another great uh, feature there that you'll find on the website is that you can apply to be a guest on this show. I would love to hear from you if you have a ministry or a movement that you, where you are enthusiastically building others up and you're trying to make an impact. Just let me know if you have a product or a service to promote. Let's talk. Get on charlesrgrimes.com. Look for the application to be a, a, a guest on Encouragers United. And then finally, I want to invite you to join my email list uh, on the website you can actually submit your email address and I would give you periodic updates through email, uh, an encouraging word, uh, something that, uh, that I feel is important for you to know. Uh, I'll respect your privacy. I won't fill your inbox, uh, but occasionally I would, I would want to reach out. All in all, thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week. And as I always say, start where you are, take what you have and do what you can.